is going on, everyone? Ruckman here with an episode of Crew 3 Podcast. With me, as always, my co-host, Chris and Ricky. Gentlemen, say hello. Hey. Hey, how's it going? All right, before we get started, we had the unfortunate re-record of last week's episode. Um, and unfortunately, lost to the lost the annals of history is a pie bet that took place. Do you guys want to re-verify that pie bet real quick? Nope. I actually don't even remember what I bet. Yep. Don't, all right, well, I'll go back and I will pull that audio because your guys' audio was perfectly fine. <laughs> I want to say I bet that Ruckman, owe, Ruckman owes me two more boxes of War of the Spark. That's <laughs> that what I remember. The bet. That's absolutely what I remember. Yep, I heard that too. That was mm-hmm. not the bet. For sure a fact right there. Facts on facts on facts. Well, we will see what I add the audio in right here. They're a coming. They're, they're ranging right now, right? They're they're out there enjoying their free range uh, corn in the fields. But soon, they will come home. They will come home to the land of Pioneer, and they will horn some stuff. I'm willing to bet a pie right now. We will not see a rhino in the top eight of a Pioneer challenge through the rest of 2020. That's only four months. That's not four months. That's four months. That's how time works. Uh, I'll give you. I'll give you till my birthday in January. End of January. Uh, you give me till Valentine's Day. Give you till Valentine's Day. Okay, yeah. boo. I'm gonna be showing up at your doorstep, pie in hand. We'll get a heart shaped one. All right. All right. Sounds good. I want. I want any any I want. I'm gonna set the conditions on this because I want that to be pretty loose. Because I also want like some kind of arena thing. Uh, included once that comes. Oh, uh, Assuming sure. Gets so, any, so I, I, I'm saying right now, if you get any any deck with two copies at least of Rhino in the top eight, I'll give you two copies. All you gotta do is two copies in the top right. eight of a Pioneer Challenge on MTGO, then you win. Alright, I, I, I'm gonna add more things to this before I officially accept, because again, I, I wanna I wanna include the arenas when it comes out, because I might be you know uh, potentially playing some siege rhinos when that happens. But tentatively, I accept your offer. What What do you want? What we don't know what the arena events are going to look like. We don't know yet. That's what I'm saying. I want, uh, but I want those to you be want, included. You want options to include? Yeah. You know what? When Pioneer uh, Big Boy events get added on Arena, we will rediscuss the terms on that. All right, I'll sounds good. Because, like I said, this is this is heavily in your favor. This is more of a love thing. For me, you know? <laughs> this is heavily in your favor. That's why I'm saying, give me, give the rhinos a chance. You know, that's all I'm saying. All the rhinos ever wanted was a chance. That's all they wanted. <laughs> all right, now oh. that's done. <laughs> let's uh, let's take a quick look. Uh, yeah, did you guys do anything magic wise? Any any magicing happening? A lot of magic was played. I think Ricky, did you do anything exciting? I uh, made number seventy two unlimited. Nice, Ooh. you made that adventure this morning? Huh? You made that adventure this morning? I did make that this morning, and then I fell back to 400th place. Oh, well, yeah, you gotta stop playing at a certain point. You started at 200, so you climbed and then you fell. Yeah, I uh, I, I drafted a Teferi's Tutelage deck. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, the Reculin Special. Mm-hmm. Played against somebody, uh, played my Teferi's Tutelage on turn three. I had a wall of runes in play. He had the little 3-2 that dies gets sapling. Okay. And I milled the top card of his deck was a demonic embrace. Oof. Mm. Big oofs. And I proceeded to lose. 
because Demonic Embrace was filled. Man, hard <laughs> counter. Hard counter. Mm-hmm. He put it in the deck just for that. Yeah, that's why he put it in the deck. So, that's what it was there uh, for. It was bad beats uh, from there. I got to play some Historic. Oh, would you? Oh, yeah. We're, well, we're going to talk a bunch about Historic. What are you even playing in Historic? Obviously, yeah. I know. What are the people? What, that's right. Yeah. Tell the people. We were playing some some Red Black uh, Croxa, which uh, I I got a little help with my list. Because I, I like to, in order for me to have the most fun with the format starting off, I like to kind of like build a deck. And I may have the idea for a deck, right, and kind of know some of the cards that should be played. But I'll kind of look through and see the cards I like and put them in there. And a lot of times it's a good learning exercise, right? Because, like... I will learn pretty quickly, oh, okay, you know, this these cards are bad or these cards are good or or whatever else. And when mm-hmm. I see a real list, I can kind of compare that to go, okay, you know, does, does this make sense to me, right? That way I'm not just copying somebody else's list, which I don't have a problem with doing, just that when I do it my way, I learn more about the format, right? Because I learn more about the cards I played. So we played the some red-black Croxa to a, a reasonable amount of success. Um, and then we tried some with Ruckman, some red-blue spells decks with either i was also there for croxa what's what i'm saying okay yeah you were there for croxa but with but i i i didn't build croxa with you there i built red blue with you there sure was my point but you pretty much uh we were pretty much playing together for most of this you were watching me play streaming to each other the games that we were playing so um yeah and uh, the red blue, not as good for sure, but it was a fun little deck to play. And I think I think there's a list somewhere out there. I don't think it's tier one, but I think there's a list to be had that's at least tier two point five. Hey, I mean, historic is uh, it's a brand new world right now because uh, I don't know if anyone saw uh, Field of the Dead, uh, not just suspended, fully banned now. So that's a pretty <laughs> good. That's a pretty big shakeup for that format. Um, I know there was a little derivation on. Uh, the old Twitters and stuff like that, oh because gosh. the reasoning being that just it was banned over play amount. But, you know, I think we're starting to hit a point, especially with Magic now having a wider digital audience. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't just let abusive things continue to happen just because they're not the top table every time. Right. I, 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 there's a reason I do not use social media as much anymore. And that was a prime example of why was, um, I, I definitely saw two streamers that I very much respect have different opinions on the issue. And they were a little bit, you know, they did not use any kind of ill will words or anything like that. They just expressed a fair amount of distaste for whatever was happening, right? One was like, oh, I hate playing against Field of the Dead. One was like, oh, why do you hate Field of the Dead? It's just, it's not that big of a deal at all, right? And in pretty, you know, in pretty opinionated words. But the comments below them were just people who, you know, are probably nobodies, who were just like, oh, if you think this other way, you're an idiot. And it's just like, we just need zero of that. You know what I'm saying? In this world right now, it's like, just calm down. Like, I really, I almost wish, like, to some extent, whenever you made uh, uh, your opinion known on something like that, we got to see what your record in Magic was, how many top eights you have, whatever that was. <laughs> not, you know, just something like not to necessarily be like shame anybody, but it's like that way it helps you frame your question, right? Like instead of just going out there, getting to be nobody, getting to say like this other person's an idiot or X and X are idiot for having this opinion. I know you can never stop that, but it just kind of makes you wonder, right? Like what if? Because well, uh, I was pretty done seeing all that. Well, we'll get more into my thoughts on the deck, but I took Jun Citadel to the stream in Pioneer on Sunday, 
And then I played a lot more actually off stream because I've actually really liked that deck a lot. And I'm just going to hold my thoughts on the deck uh, at that. Um, any but, any fans? Any fan interactions oh, you had that record? Any? Oh, well, I, I don't think the guy's a fan now. <laughs> the person's a fan now. Uh, right. Someone got very mad at me, our game one, right. uh, because I had a very come from behind. And again, well, so essentially they had, they were a control deck. I was pretty on the back foot, uh, but my life total wasn't very pressured. So you my only out was res- was resolving a Citadel, right? Mm-hmm. And they had open blue mana, and I was just like, well, if they got the counterspell, I'm done skis. Right. I play my card. They didn't have the counterspell, and then I got some lucky flips. I got to go land I could play, Woe Strider, Sifter, sack my board. They're dead, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And... Sounds very like powerful. all of my opponents on Magic the Gathering online. It's very, very powerful. Right. I think the deck is very powerful. Um, and, but opponent just like berated me. And, you know, uh, these are things that like I'm aware happened in the game, mm-hmm. but like haven't happened to me at least in a very long time. Yeah, we've been pretty and, lucky recently. And I was just like dumbfounded at just how aggressively angry this guy was mm-hmm. to the point where I was just like, hey, man. Um, I'm clearly like stressing you out with the deck I'm playing. So I'm just going to concede the match. You have a great day mm-hmm. and just like sent that message and then conceded the match. And then I moved on to my next match. Right. And no, then I see if I, the match. Don't and concede then, the match. Then they don't learn. No, he, that I, guy wasn't. Learning. That person. Wasn't no, learning. that person was not learning. Yeah. And honestly, like I'd rather just get out of the situation. Right. Like I'm with you. I, mm-hmm. I and so I just bailed. Um, and then like so. the, the guy like fought, like messaged me after the fact, like found my account, started trying to message me again. And I, I ignored him. So the message just went away. Uh, but part of me was like, man, I want to know like how petty this guy was. So to everyone out there, don't be that person because mm-hmm. F that guy. Right. Yeah, for sure. It's just like, like, cause there isn't enough, like bad things going on right now that you have to get so bent out of shape on a card game that you then have to essentially follow me around the digital tables to keep yelling at me. And those situations just devolve so quickly, right? Because it's just like, you know, I, I think most of us have been there in some situation where some, you know, unknown person is yelling at us online and in whatever game. And, you know, it's 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 never fun. And also it's just like, you know, who knows what happened that day to that person? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't I'm not going to tell you that I've never yelled at somebody in a car that they couldn't hear me. Right. I was just driving on the sure. road and then just realized, you know, I, I was just having a bad day. I was just easy to tip off. Not that I've ever messaged somebody, you know, that hateful things on the Internet. But I think, you know, back to my worst day and what would I want to happen? It's always better, if, typically better if it just goes away. So it's like those people, like I said, aren't, aren't worth responding to, not worth talking to. Just move on. Like I said, I think you handled it well. But anyway, so, uh, yeah, some people, uh, you know, part of back to back to Field of Dead, right? Mm -hmm. I think there is some valid argument Field of Dead in that, you know, people invested wild cards into other things as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like, you know, I don't know how you exactly do it. Like, I don't think you you refund them the entire deck's worth of wild cards. Um, Because if you do that, I think then um, you can at that point have to trade the cards back in right Right. i think if maybe so we we play a little a little gotcha game called epic seven right and when they instead of giving us back like the equivalent when they nerf a creature when they nerf 
uh, a unit or if they nerf like an artifact that then impacts a unit, you can do what's called recalling where you get all the value you put into that essentially resetting the card back to zero. So maybe we need a system where if we we ban a card, right, um, you give back the wild card equivalent for that card that gets banned and maybe you get the chance to like turn your cards back in that are like linked to the like the other big cards in that deck, right? So we're not just going to give you back your four mythics for your Uros and you still get to keep the Uros to play in other formats, right? Mm-hmm. But if you... Uh, want to or like Ricky, you know, you you said you don't think that Hour of Promise is going to be as played or even played at all without Field of Dead back, right? Right. So I think there is a chance that maybe on a slight off chance that Hour could see some play at some point in time, but who knows when that's going to be. So I don't think you should get wild card equivalents back and still keep those cards outside the card that is exactly banned. But I think like maybe you could trade your cards back in. Right. I think there is a happy medium to hit, but I don't think you could just give everyone like a dex equivalent of wild cards back. I think there has to be some trade-off outside of just redeeming that one banned card. Right, right, right. For sure. Like, I mean, I I understand that they can't, like, really do much for it, right? Mm-hmm. And they do give back the wild cards in theory. I, I don't know. I only got one. Yeah, can you want to tell everyone what happened? Um, for some reason, I seem to only have gotten one wild card back from my four Field of the Dead. I... And, and and my current theory is you already had fields when it got banned only standard, and there wasn't historic, right? So I think you might have gotten refunded for that already, and I, I don't know. But I think it's worth emailing or messaging someone on Twitter and be like, yo, can I get my other wild cards? Did it get banned in standard? I'm pretty sure it did. Man... It's really embarrassing that we have to now, like, man, is that a card that got banned? There's just so many. God, I remember, like I said, I, I, most of us have been playing for, obviously, the 3,000 years that uh, right. we've been in Egyptian children. But um, it, I remember just, like, the eight-year period of there was, like, no bans, right? Like, right. Jace the Mind Sculptor was the was the craziness. Cause it was like, man, the last time they banned cards was in standard was, like, Mirrodin, you know? Because of the, whatever the artifacts uh, yeah, yeah, were, yeah. right? Artaban artifacts lands and I'm pretty sure Ravager. So it was just like that was like the big thing. It had just been so long since they had banned a card in standard and it was gonna be such a big deal. Now it's like, what's the yearly ban list for standard? <laughs> you know, it's like we well, Yu-Gi-Oh now, boys. Yu-Gi-Oh rules now. That's right. Um so I don't know. I I'm willing to see I'm excited to see where um where historic goes. I think there are still some problems with the format, and I know a lot of people are worried it's about no pioneer. Con- it's no control pioneer. taking over. But we've got Pioneer coming out soon, mm-hmm. so that's all I care about. For sure. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I think we're going to incorporate more Historic in just because it's, it's a format that's easy to play on Arena, which is kind of like where Magic the Gathering is going. But And uh, I've been honestly really enjoying my time playing it. So. Yeah, I have enjoyed my time to some extent, but again, the field deck was not very fun to play against. Mm-hmm. Again, it, it felt to me like another deck that's like, uh, you know, hey, look, we get to play Thought Seize and Thought Scour, and yeah. we get a win condition that is, you know, uh, free, right? All we have to do is play lands. Yeah. So it's like all we have is removal, and our land is the win condition. So that kind of card is just hard to hard to balance, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, it, it felt pretty oppressive to me, but I'm no expert in historic, so I'm not I'm not telling you I, one way or the other what's necessarily. I also happens. saw plenty of arguments that were just like, 
oh, you're going to ban Field, but you're going to leave Uro an hour. It's like, just ban those cards. Okay, so would you rather just have Field banned, or do you want to ban, like, five cards at the same time? Right, yeah. Like I said, it's, it's kind of tough to to navigate that kind of situation. Just like, in my opinion, it's, it, it makes the recall situation weird. I think you've got a good... Um, thought on that with hey look like, let's re- we can recall x number of cards or x number of cards from the deck because again like i said there are so many rares that are so you know only playable because they're synergistic or just bad mm. magic it makes that kind of thing tough to do but playing historic has been a fun little holdover in in my opinion to um you know when pioneer, pioneer comes out but it's definitely no pioneer i definitely think pioneers uh in my opinion pretty significantly better format but historic is still fine um, and mm. I have enjoyed playing it. I think it's fun because, again, you can just kind of be like, what's in Historic? And let me just build a deck, you know, just go find whatever cards are there. And yeah. it'll be a surprise every time because who knows what's in that format. And, uh, yeah, you just make a deck and play. So Speaking yeah, of surprise I, I, every I time. think as we, get, as we get closer to Pioneer Masters, um, I think we're going to have maybe an episode or two of just, all right, Captain America chair. So you want to build a deck that can transition into Pioneer. Right, 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 right. Yeah. What were you saying, Ricky? Did you know, like, they, they just released, like, uh, five arena-only cards that are legal and standard? I know there's the Mardu Outrider. The Mardu Outrider. That's a card that, like, I'm, like, uh, probably not breaking into Pioneer or Historic anytime soon, but, like, definitely in standard, just a three-mana 5-5. Five, five. He costs a discard when you cast him. Yeah. But he costs black, black, one. Like, that seems pretty good with Grey Merchant around, like, just really aggro threat. I almost hope those cards aren't pioneer legal or are just like a power level that is just like it doesn't kind of matter that they're legal or not right because these cards don't have a paper equivalent yeah like i've not seen a mardu outrider there isn't one it was just made for the new like intro decks right hmm. weird huh there's also the one ones uh a johnny's pride mate and i don't know what the other ones are like they're super weird I just know Mardu Outrider because it's a it's a three mana five power guy. Right. So you can uh Coco into it. And, and play that great henge. Yeah, you you know all the all the Coco targets. <laughs> <laughs> you bet I do. And uh, alright. So if we have no more historic thoughts, let's kick it over to the Pioneer metagame, which we are here to do. So we're looking at the 14 day and we'll we'll cover the, the seven day here. Uh, I do like this the 14 day just because I feel like it gives a lot wider view i mean obviously it's not as good as like a 30 day but i think a two day or two week gives you a pretty good idea of the meta and but if you go like a one week right like you'll just see the deck that had its debut its breakout week just be that number one slot that's why i usually keep it like the 14 day Mm -hmm. uh but we're getting close enough out from the last bands that we might be able to kick it to a 30 day Uh, but i do like the 14 day just because i think that's a little more concise uh but anyway so in at number, and of course this is the Rimdigi Goldfish, so in at number 12, as of Monday evening recording this, uh, we have Azorius Control, Lotus Combo, Mono Black Aggro hanging in there, Naya Winota, Mono Red Aggro, Esper Control, which is that Eorian strategy. Then we have Jeskai Luka, Azorius Spirits, Wilderness Reclamation, keeping the climb up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have Jun Sacrifice holding strong in that top three slot. Niv to light and then maintaining its lead is mono green planeswalkers. But I just do want to point out here, uh, mono green planeswalkers is number one with only like ten percent of the meta, and then uh, Niv to lights about nine and a half, and then everything after that is six or below. So, you know, these aren't numbers that we are seeing with the mirror inverter, which is nice. Yeah, very true. 
And then if we go to the seven day, a uh, pretty similar thing. Uh, Jun's Sacrifice goes down to eight. Then it's Azoria Spirits, Lotus Combo, Esper Control. Uh, then it's Nift Light number four, Jeskai Luka in three, Mono Green Planeswalkers in two, and Wilderness Wreck in number one. Uh, so obviously this is a big breakout week for Wilderness Wreck, a deck that we've been talking about the last couple weeks, but this was, I feel like, its big debutante debut. Like it just showed up for the ball to really play outside of just some solid finishes. Because I think it took down at least two, maybe three of the preliminaries from this week. So that's a pretty strong showing. We don't have the challenges. Um, I don't think any of the challenge results for either any of the forts have been reported. I've been looking around. So I don't know if those just didn't happen this weekend. I'm pretty sure they did or they just haven't been reported yet. Uh, so that's something to make note of while we go forward in this, this conversation here. Um, so I played a lot of Jun Sacrifice. We've got some big Wilderness Wreck to talk about here, and then we can take a look at some of the Spicy League includes. Where do you guys want to start? Or even is there any other deck in the top 12 you want to talk about? Can we go over Mono Green Planeswalkers? Yeah, sure. I keep looking at this deck, and it seems, like, so unbelievably consistent. Yeah, because it is. This deck <laughs> looks super sweet. Um, I I just think that, like, I just realized that, like, Vivian can also tutor creatures, because I was, like, looking mm -hmm. at lists, and I was just like, I was like, but how are you ever going to get this Elder Garganoth or this Ulamog into nope. your hand? Vivian tutors creatures. That's why even before you started... So, this is, like, the evolution of um, the original Monogreen Devotion decklist, right? Right. And that we were seeing sort of during the early days, like, the very right leading up to COVID, I would say... Um, you know, but even like the early mono green days, Vivian was really key because she let you just play. She was walking ballista four th or five through eight because she lets you play one in the sideboard and just go find it. Yeah, insane. Mm -hmm. I actually thought she, her ultimate was like something like all your creatures have hexproof or something like that. Nope. That's a different Vivian, right? Yeah, I think so. There's yeah. like 80 million Vivians all printed in one year. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um,. I feel like this deck also could probably just rock in Historic. All you lose is Nykthos, right? I guess Burning Tree is banned. But, yeah. uh, like, all you lose is Nykthos. You still have four Garen Briggs. Is it Nykthos in Historic? No, Nykthos is not what? in Historic. No, uh, there's no way. The Lotus, the Nyx Lotus is in yeah. Historic. Oh, okay. Well, it'll be, it'll be there soon, probably. Um, but, like, everything else here, I mean, like, Othanissa, we can play... I mean, we could play Adventurous Impulse... Since we don't care about our green devotion, uh, but uh, oh, the rest of these cards are really like sweet. I guess we have to play Goose because we don't have Elvish Mystic. Mm -hmm. Thank God we don't have Elvish Mystic. There's too much mana in Standard. <laughs> that there yeah. is, but no, I mean this deck's great. Like it, it's it's sideboard is all silver bullets that I can just go tutor up with any of its with its two planeswalkers, and then it's got just. I mean, I don't think we can say anything more about just how good Nissa is. What do you think, can, like, can any Nyssa printed in the new set live up to this? Probably not, but, you know, um, mm. they'll they'll prove us wrong, I guess. <laughs> I'm so ready for just uh, Oko, but it's Nyssa. Oko, but everything's a Shia? <laughs> like, I just, I just, they're hyping Nyssa so much for this set. And I'm just thinking back, I'm just having flashbacks of them hyping Oko two months before, and everybody was like, what's a food token? Is this card even good? 
I don't well, know. I mean, Nissa is just like the focal planeswalker, right? I think actually this might be a, a time to say goodbye to Nissa for a bit. And I think Vivian's just going to take over for a while as the green planeswalker. Or Garrick. I guess Garrick's back too. Love to see Garrick back. But now that he's not brainwashed anymore. Yeah. And like, can we give him a really good card? Uh, the last Garrick's fine. It's like, I mean, look at Arkbow Ranger and look at Garrick. Okay. All right. All right. All right. You versus the Planeswalker, she tells you not to worry about. Got exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like like you said, this deck is solid. I think it is just, it's consistent, right? And that's what you want in this format. Right. Especially when you can just tutor up a million silver bullets, um, and it just really can outpace even the, the Nivdalite decks, which I think is what's keeping it number one. I think uh, this deck seems really good against Nivdalite. Oh, Definitely. Um, it's just so much faster. It doesn't have to deal with all the clunk and all the like nonsense of the mana base of Niv Niv mm-hmm. Um and it just sort of it just sort of goes and keeps going. I mean, Karn Great the Great the Creator, Karn the Great Creator. Oh, there's the toast already, man. Twenty minutes in, um, it just says you can't activate your Bolas Citadel anymore, and not the that Jun Sacrifice needs Citadel to win. But it's a pretty easy way to win. But, I mean, they can still cast cards off the top of their deck, right? Sure, 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 definitely. The good part but of Bolas' Citadel? As I'll talk about my experience with the deck, uh, you want to be tapping that Bolas' Citadel. Oh, my God. You degenerate. Oh, you sound like that guy that yelled at me on MTGO. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys find my alt account? You mean you, <laughs> Maybe. you, mean you knew friends? Oh, man. But, uh, no, this deck is sweet. I think it's really cool of, like, the top decks... Uh, I just think Jun Sacrifice, man. I've just been, I've just been so burnt out on the like, the little engine that could decks. I'm just tired of it since Cat, man. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I like because it's not Cat, right? This deck isn't Cat, and I like it's it not for that. Cat. But I'm just like, I'm just remembering like, like forty minute like Cat mirrors on Arena. No, honestly, this deck isn't that bad. We'll, we'll get to it. But is there anything else you want to talk about Mono Green? Uh, no, we can move on to, from Mono Green. Um, uh, let's just take it to Sacrifice. Take us to sacrifice. Take us away, yeah. Ch- Ruckman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me tell you, at sacrifice, mm-hmm. Samoa Joe better watch the out. Three way right. at sacrifice. Um, we drop in the house. <laughs> um, you know, friendship with whatever my I said my last best friend in Pioneer was. Jun sacrifice is my new best friend. I need to give Chris my wallet so I don't buy all the cards to build this in paper. <laughs> I'll freeze it for uh, you. Yeah, thanks. Uh, because I I love this deck a lot. Um, it's very powerful. I, I won't tell you it's not powerful. Um, and it's pretty consistent. You know, surprisingly, you have a lot of redundancy. If you look at the list, again, we talked about it last week. Um, you've got – I wasn't on Blister Pod. Um, I was just on Gooses and Elves and Priests and Catacomb Sifters. Um, let me actually go find the list I was playing. Well, so do you think it's worth – so there's been – all the discussion on this deck is, do you play red for the Mayhem Devil, or do you just play Golgari? Yeah, I think it's slowly becoming just play Jund at this point. Just play Jund, huh? I think just play Jund. You just uh, do it. The the Mayhem Devil, you know, um, I haven't put in enough time. Like, I, I put in some hours of this deck, right? But I will not say I've mastered this deck. Um, and I will say this is one of those decks where you can play it out of the box just fine. On stream, I was just playing a straight out of the box. Um, but I feel like 
with a little more time, especially in the sideboarding department, learning learning how to properly sideboard the deck, you're going to get a lot of mileage. I think there are a lot of interesting lines to make on like which mana to play first, which one of your three drops you want to play first. Um, but so far, I, I would just say just play the Jund. Uh, having a second uh, sort of Zulaport cutthroat, right, just having a second trigger um, means your opponent can be above 10 life when you hit Bolas' Citadel to kill them. Right. Like, I was killing opponents at, like, 17 life. So, Bolas' Citadel. A.K.A. AKA the house. (laughs) Yes. Bolas' Bolas' Citadel is the real engine of the deck, right? So, three black, black, black. You get a legendary artifact. You may look at the top card of the library at any time. You then may play the top card of your library. If it's a spell this way, pay life equal its converted mana cost rather than paying its mana cost. Then you can tap it to sacrifice 10 non-land permanents. Each opponent loses 10 life. So this is like the make or break for the deck, right? It lets you it's, – it's great if you haven't played a land for the turn because you can then just play your land off the top and keep on going. Or – but wait, you have Mayhem – you have Woestrider, you have uh, you have Catacomb Sifter. Just keep scrying away till you find a gas card. Um you know, you hit like a double Woe Strider, a Woe Strider Catacomb Sifter, um, Priest of Forgotten Gods, uh, very versatile, very good in the deck. Um, you, you, as long as you're at like, I would say eight life or so when you land Bolus' Citadel, depending on how many guys you have in play, you can probably hit the 10 very easily. Yeah. Um, and also, Important to know, both Citadel can sacrifice itself. Very important, but you can't sacrifice your lands. You can't sacrifice your lands. Um, but like, but you can sacrifice so, your food. The, the, you can sac food as well, yeah. So, you know, uh, the deck... It's one of those decks that, like, you're going to look at it and just be like, okay, yeah, this does stuff. Um, and that's what I thought. But when I played it, the deck is very resilient, very consistent. You being able to constantly scry your library away... And just find your right answers. There's a lot of redundancy in the deck, which is why I think you want to play the Jun version still. Um, and it looks like Mono Green's here to stay. So, you know, the Mayhem Devil's going to get some work there. Right. Um, this deck, I think, is a good for Pioneer power level. You know, um, Angry Blue MTGO, uh, a little hyperbole. I think the deck is very strong. I don't think it's the point of degeneracy. Although they were complaining about just free sack outlets. But I'm just like, so you're not going to complain about the six-man artifact I played like that just let me play like four cards at the top of my library because you're a control deck and I was at 16 when I played it and then just blew you out. They were complaining about me having a free sack outlet. Yeah, free sack outlet is definitely the broken part. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, but the, the deck is very interactable, right? And it's, it's worrying when you have Wilderness Reclamation running around and their main boarding – like three to four anger of the gods that just wipes your entire board away. Oof. Right. Um, so I think that's why you're seeing a little bit of an uptick in wilderness wreck. Also just wilderness wreck is just a very good strategy on its own. Um, but I think this is a good deck to kind of, while Nivelle is trying to go the value plan, you're just trying to attrition them out as hard as possible. And I think this deck is very interesting, very fun to play very rewarding if you put the time into it and expect this to show up on stream more often because I I love this deck right now. 
I'm, yeah. I'm glad to hear it. I, I love the value that Anger of the Gods offers you right now because there's so many creatures that aren't trying to stay dead, especially with the Luris decks running around, you yeah. know? And so Anger of the Gods that. also very good against the Mono Black matchup, which is, I think, why we're seeing a downtick in that deck as well because right. the, the power of Mono Black was just having all of your early guys be able to be brought back. You have uh, Scrap Heap Scrounger, Dread Wanderer, you know, those types of cards, right? Right. You just buy those back. But in this deck, you know, they wipe your whole board away, and because they're exiled, you don't even get the death triggers from them. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's an that's a interesting part when they switch from enters and leaves the battlefield to dies, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh. So you have that effect. Uh, Karn, obviously, like I said, you don't get to tap Citadel anymore. Um, you can still, like, start playing cards off your library, uh, but they're going to be a deck that I'd be wor- – it's going to be kind of hard to come back from a live Karn just because Bulls of Citadel does push you over the top. But, you know, you could set up, like, two to three uh, sack triggers like Mayhem Devils and, and Zulaport Cutthroats to kind of push you over the top. Um, if your opponent – has a way to blow up artifacts while you're you're mid playing across the top right. Um, you, you you don't get any to go anywhere else. And even like you know, if you're aggroed out enough in early game, you're only gonna get to roll the dice like once, maybe twice, because you do try. You have a lot of three drops to play off the top. So I think this deck again presents a very good power level for the format while being very interactable. It's just a matchup you have to just now be prepared for that we weren't previously prepared for. In the before past. the bands, right? Right, right. Um, so anyway, you want you want to talk wilderness wreck before we look at some league decks? I don't have anything else to add other than just I uh, I like I put that kind of strategy in standard, and so I I, I kind of like it. But um, you know, we're still not to the point where my rhinos are free, so sure. uh, you know, it can only be so so excited. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I do I like this format better than what we had before. I, I think I do. You know, um, I almost wish there was like some amount of combo to push like the ultra greed decks you know because again like as much as i like wilderness wreck it's a pretty greedy one and uh there's a lot of real greedy decks in the format so i I do think combo was a a decent way to shut some of those off but you know the combos that we had that were also getting to play hey i'm gonna tear your hand apart before i get to combo you was a little a little crazy so and lotus combo is still around doing some stuff but hey um, i have a combo for you you want to hear it i'm ready it's called Mayhem Devil, Catacomb Sifter, and Bolus' Citadel. <laughs> right. right. I right. I actually – everyone needs to go back and I'm going to download the stream for sure to save it because I had so many triggers. Mm-hmm. I was breaking Moto. Wow. Like I, I clicked a trigger to put on the stack and the game like froze for two seconds yeah. and then put on the stack. Like it was hard to put that, all of my triggers in the stack and I couldn't auto yield them all. That, that might have just been Moto – itself like you may it may not have had anything to do with the triggers moto may have just been taking a break there you know what i'm saying that's that's like a that's like a 20 year old software stop or something nap, like that you know? like yeah i was about to say it just it was nap time for moto it had just eaten its tapioca and it was just like i don't want to deal with this right now so i know, don't know i had about it could like have been triggers 20 related, but. i had like 20 catacomb sifter triggers and 10 mayhem devil triggers yeah yeah for sure for sure no i, I believe you i'm just obviously i'm just messing around it's a just oh no it was software it was great i i was like I said, I love the deck. Expect to see it some more on stream because I do want to. I want to keep improving, learning that deck, and I'm gonna have to have Chris uh, cancel my credit card so I don't buy the, the deck in paper. <laughs> I found some pretty cool league decks in here. Oh yeah, what you got in the leagues? Uh, I found uh, somebody five owed. Uh, this is a this which which league are we starting with? Um, eight twenty. Cool. Um, by Landon. 
He is playing Black Green Energy Rock. Ooh, okay. We are playing four Glint Sleeve Siphoner. Yeah. Uh, three Servant of the Conduit. That's all the energy cards. Okay, moving on. Um, then we're just playing Tyler's Trackers, Murders Riders, Kalidas, Scoos, Lilies, Nissas, Vraskas, Pushes, Thoughtseize, Abrupt Decay. Uh, he is playing for Aether Hub. Okay. Essentially, he's only playing energy cards to get the maximum amount of his Glint Sleeve Siphoners. Glint Sleeve Siphoner is a card that I do think really is the Bob of Pioneer. Yeah, it's just it's 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 surprisingly underplayed, right? I so uh, I've seen it messed around with a lot in a uh, blue black rogues build. Okay, sure, that makes sense. And it's pretty hot because it's a rogue, of course, so it triggers your uh, your one drop guy from M twenty one. Yeah. Um, it also triggers uh, in Rakdos rogues. Uh, it triggers the robber of the rich, so that you cast your opponent's cards if it swings. And just draws you cards, lose one life, spend spend your energy. Mm-hmm. It just seems like a good value card. I remember definitely playing this card in multiples back in standard, and just never felt bad. It was just like play Glint Sleeve Siphoner, like untap, play in a second one, attack with my other one, and then we're untapping and we're drawing an extra card every turn now. And and you know your boy loves him some tireless trackers. Oh, I know you love your tireless trackers. I'm looking and at this three deck. three main board Kalidas, three main board Kalidas. He says, Ooh. he says, not today, Burn. Not today. <laughs> not, not today, today. sacrifice. <laughs> the three-way at sacrifice. Yeah. Kalidus already knows that you're playing sacrifice. <laughs> so you better not even try. Oh my gosh. This deck seems sweet. Uh, the only like weird thing is like the random just like, I can't figure out which random good removal spell to play, so let's just play <laughs> all of them. Well, we know we want to play four Fatal Push and four Thoughtseize, right. right? And then we're just like, Abrupt Decay, Assassin's Trophy, I don't know, Heartless, Heartless Act? Heartless Act, yeah. I guess, like, uh, the only thing that really dies to eliminate now is Teferi. But he's banned, right? And where? Wait. Pioneer? No. God, mm-hmm. I just cannot keep the ban list together. Wizards, mm-hmm. please. <laughs> uh, he's banned in Historic. Sorry. He's banned on everything it's except standard. for Pioneer, pretty much. And then Legacy. I don't think he's banned in Legacy. <laughs> All right. Or but not. either way, uh, this deck is sweet. And I love the one of, like, Lily on the lot. Like, that card's pretty good. Let's put, put one in there. I, it, it all would just... It just works, okay? Yeah, no, I get it. Two Hissing Quagmire, it works. I like this deck. Yeah, I'm in. Uh, Chris, you got one from the from the, uh, the 20 leagues? I got, I got a couple to point out here. No, go for it. Um, I wanted to point... Two. Uh, here is a deck by Fabrice K, which is blue red, and we just got like a blue red, just sort of beat down spells deck. We've got four Swift Spear, four Soul Scar Mage, three Arcanist, four Sprite Dragon, two Young Peasy, two Bedlam Reveler. We've got some some Crash Through, some Opt, Reckless Rage, uh, a, a Shock. There we go. We got one. Everybody gets one. There you go. Three slip through space. Do you guys remember slip through space? Yeah, it makes yeah. the creature unblockable, isn't it? And draws a card. Yeah, and you draw a card. Does it, does it have rebound or is it, it just draw devoid? It's devoid. Devoid, okay. Uh, a Warlord's Fury, four wild slash, and three light at the stage. I don't know. Here's just the is it beat down deck. It's sweet. Um, what about it? There's a. Uh, I found also the world's most honest Grixis deck. Uh, which one? There are like two. Uh, it's a. It is uh, by Thomor. He is playing Grixis Yorian. 
Okay. All right. Uh, just an honest man trying to play his Yorians. No, no tricks. You know he's got fires, right? But we're not. Yeah. We're not trying to Luca anything out. We're playing two Cletus, two Nicobolus the Ravager, one Aetherling. Because you know. Hold on. Did you say? Did you say Aetherling? Aetherling, one in the main, oh. one in the board. You know. Oh, we really want Aetherling then. We're just casting Aetherling. A, ca- a card that hasn't left bulk binders since, what, 2012? Dude, if you cast Aetherling through a Fires of Invention, you have all of your mana up to activate all of its abilities. That Aetherling ain't ever dying. So, do you remember GP Houston 2013, I think it was? That was Ravnica Block Limited? Ravnica Block Limited. I actually did not go to that one. Oh, okay. Well, my sealed pool was just Constructed Esper. <laughs> I had a Shockland, a Pack Rat, a, a uh, Sphinx's Revelation, an Aetherling, um, and like two other Mythics. Nice. And the deck was like Kingpin's Pet and stuff like that. Uh, we, we lost the win in the day two to a deck with double Aetherling. He had an, he had, or sorry, to double Pack Rat. They yep. somehow got a pack rat in each of their rabbit effects. That happens. That happens. Yeah. So, uh, so that was fun. I don't know. That was just, I just got past the constructed deck. But yeah, the rest of this deck, like we're playing Jace Architect of Thought. Mm-hmm. Three of them. That's, again, a card that hasn't seen play since 2012. Yeah. Chandra, Torch of Defiance. Love it. Four Narset. Uh, like we're not even doing anything degenerate with the Narset. We're playing Oath of Chandra's Omen of the Sea, Search for his Kanta. Four fires, three shark typhoon, and just thirty-seven lands, man. Is the cycling on sweltering suns relevant enough to not just play anger of the gods? Um, you don't want to. I, so I played sweltering suns in Phoenix because you don't want to exile your phoenixes. Sure, but I'm not seeing that in this. I deck. don't see that either. I mean, I, I guess like you can cycle it if you have a fires in play to find a better yeah, card. I is, guess if you have fires in but play, but I feel like exi- more important, right? Exiling is so good right now. It is, uh, but most people just sack their whole board in response anyway, so it doesn't matter. You aren't wrong. Also, in the sideboard, he's got two count them two slaughter games. That is uncounterable cranial extraction for those not in the know. Mm-hmm. What about my necromentias? Uh, necromentia is bad cranial extraction. That's what, what is the kick on that one? It gives you a zombie if it's near hand? Uh, no, opponent gets zombies. Yeah. I remember back in the day when my cranial extractions did bad things if my opponent's cards were in their hands. Uh, what is it? The one from Alara, Chris. Do you remember that card? Uh, um. Thought Hemorrhage. Oh, yeah. Okay, there you go. four mana and it cranial extracted, but for every copy that was in your hand, you took three. Oh, I so remember that. It was just like... Like the sickest beats ever. You just like, uh, I just remember watching a match where like somebody uh, thought sees their opponent and saw two thought hemorrhages, mm-hmm. and then they just like on turn four they were on the place so they went thought hemorrhage thought hemorrhage and right, like thought domed, hemorrhage, thought hemorrhages, yeah. domed you for six and you lost right. those cards and the other two in your deck and it was just like, yep. Is there a bigger blowout? What a what a different world we live in now. Oh man, now we have to uh, respectfully give our opponents cards back. It's right, like, hey man. We do. I just took all the good cards from your deck. I guess you can draw replacement ones because you had a couple in your hand. Yeah, yeah. Those cards are just already, like, not very good. And, I, and I'm sure it feels bad when, like, you're playing the combo deck and you just get got like that. But it's like, that's why you sideboard backup plans. But what makes combo somewhat risky, you know? Right. So it's just like the fact that we've made cards that are typically not very good. Because, again, what you're doing, especially against, like, just non, hey, this straight up is my combo. Just, like, lightening people's draw steps. 
and like, hey, if you, they had him in their hand, you at least got something, you know? Right. A lot of times they didn't. I can't count the number of times my opponent played a cranial extraction effect, and I kind of chuckled on the inside. Not rudely, but just going, okay, great. Like, what are you going to take? Like, I'm a control deck. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, exactly. Take one of my draw spells. Hello, Go for it. Hello, like, opponent. This is my rare. You can pay three mana. Yeah. I was just like, you You thought seized yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, you started, you mulliganed, right? You started down a card, and you took down a card from me that not only did I not have in my hand, but wasn't crucial to my win plan. Like, again, if you want to look up old school magic theory, I think LSV's got a whole article on how those cards typically aren't very good. Uh, so, yeah, I could, I could spend a long a time. Out Welcome to my TED Talk. And they name it? What's that? If you're cited a card out and they name it? Like, you've gotten what to live it? that, like, life? Oh, yeah. Yeah, right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like I'm not even, you know how threatening that card is. And, and, and you know, typically back in the day, too, like when there was a, a much bigger skill gap, in my opinion, one thing I think that makes online play pretty interesting is like there's a lot more decent players out there, right? Because right. like Arena teaches them interactions. Now, they may not translate to live play because then you have to remember your triggers. And sometimes I've been guilty of that even. But But the disparity in skill gap used to be much more. Um, because of the difference in, in how much people played. So definitely like you would know this, this person's going to side in some kind of cranial extraction effect because they just got, got by this card and they looked so upset about it. Right. Like you could tell when you beat them with your Bane Slayer angel, right. They were just very tilted, very right. upset. They were like, Oh, and I'm just, I am not going to lose to that card again. And you're like, it was a two of, I cited it out. They, they named Bane Slayer Angel with their cranial extraction effect. And they just look through your deck and just the sadness as they get further and further through your deck, looking through cards, realizing that it's not there is, uh, is a pretty win feeling. Or the, uh, the good old, I remember I was playing storm at one event and like the guy plays a cranial extraction on me. Like, he ramps into a cranial extraction. It was just cranial extraction back then. And I was just right. like, oh, man, I could lose right here. And he just sits there and he just goes... Um, or it was... I was playing Ad Nauseam, and I was playing it, so I only had my... Uh, only Lightning Storm was my only win con, right? And I sit there and I think for a while. And I'm like, I can't do anything. Go ahead. And he's just like, I'm going to name Angel's Grace. And I go, yeah. Go ahead. You know, take yeah. the Angel's Grace. Like, right. He names Ad Nauseam, he names Lightning Storm, and I'm done. Right. You know, it's just sort of... Did, was the other card for that out yet? What card? The whatever Pariah thing, or the whatever it is that, that means you can't uh, lose X number of life? Phyrexian Unlife? Phyrexian Unlife. Was that card out yet? Yeah, I wasn't playing until that card was out. Okay, gotcha, perfect. It might not have been Cranial... Whatever the Cranial Extraction... It was... Was it Memoricide from Scars? I don't know. Yeah, yes, it was Memoricide. Wow, good card memory. Yeah, I totally forget about that card. Uh-huh, that's what it was, Memoricide. The difference I'm is it's sure. not Arcane. I think that's the only difference. Um, Yeah, Memoricide's definitely the card. And I thought, I'm thought i pretty sure Queen of Expression is double black. I could have sworn. Maybe I'm wrong. I guess I'll look it up. But uh, right, either way, uh, this deck is sweet. Same, yeah. Getting back to where, where we were from here. Uh, Thor right, yes. Okay, paper, paper boomers. I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. Anybody else got any sweet pioneer decks? <laughs> um, there's two versions of the same deck, kind of. Um, on the twenty, they're by Exotic Herman, and then by Victor Seya is kind of just this like black red beatdown. It reminds me a lot of like the standard black red deck list because we're kind of like a mono red deck list, just splashing black for unlicensed. Uh, scrap heap scrounger buybacks and thought seizes. Hmm. I 
used to play this deck in standard. Uh, yeah, I know you did. <laughs> Minus the thought seizes. Uh, we used to play that, uh, what was the... He was like, Curd Ape for artifacts. Um, one drop, he was a 2-3 if you had an artifact, but a 1-1 one, one if you didn't. Oh, it the, wasn't a white card? The dwarf? Inventor's Apprentice. Toolcraft Exemplar? Yeah. Inventor's Apprentice. It was the Inventor's Apprentice. Apprentice. Yeah, yeah, Toolcraft yeah, yeah. Exemplar is the same card, I think. It's, it's white, yeah. yeah. Uh, this deck is sweet. Um, Bone Crusher Giant is just good. Like This is just proof that the red cards have just gotten so good that really you can just play any amount of red cards and do well. Yeah. I do want to point out that um, Victor Sayez is playing two Tybalt Rakish Instigator in the sideboard. Oh, that's the no life gain one. Yeah. Oh, that guy's good. So it's a rampaging Frosted on that can't get hit by, uh, like, big fatal pushes? Right. <laughs> I, I like this guy, actually. He makes the stupid uh, the stupid devil tokens actually make combat math impossible. Yeah. Very and uh, as we know, math is for blockers, and that's what your opponent wants to do. And they're just like, I don't know. What do I, how do I block? Man, I'm looking at these deck lists, and I think I like... Exotic Herman's main board, but I like Victor Sayez's sideboard. Also, like Angrass Rampage, um, some Duresses, Magma Sprays. This deck is a combo uh, have deck. A couple sp- What's up? This deck is a combo deck. How? Uh, Kombu Deku. Uh, call the Death Dweller your Chain Whirler win the game. Oh, yeah. I don't know. That's combo. I, I, it's, it's cute, but I like the more Thought Seasons and the Wild Slashes in the other deck. I mean, you wipe your opponent's board. Like, imagine... Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Make combo Deku. Uh, but against spirits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick those combo deck. I get it. And you can even also, when you get your Goblin Chain Whirler, you can also get a Stone Coil Serpent out of your graveyard. Sure, value. <laughs> I know. Um, I don't know. Like, it's cute, but I just like how just more concise the other main board is. I think that Unlicensed Disintegration... The fact that you can 3-0 with Unlicensed Disintegration is sort of crazy. Like, not play Fatal Push, just play Unlicensed. I mean, it bolts. It does bolt. Did you know Bone Crusher Giant stops damage from being prevented when he stomps? It does. <laughs> I forgot about that, actually. I think it became relevant um, somewhere. I don't remember where it became there's relevant. A, there's a Jeskai deck by Mickey Plays Magic. That's uh, kind of like a Jeskai Spells deck. Still playing Fort's Fairy Time, rather, but we'll let it slide. It's got some Soul Scar Rage, some Sprite Dragon, Bone Crusher, two Spell Queller. This deck's kind of fun. You know, as, as fun as Teferi is. But, you know, it's pretty fun, you know? <laughs> um, we can't all be right. <laughs> we've got a uh, an interesting mono green aggro list by Worm Baby or Bebe. Um, oh, that's Bebe. That's right. It's yeah. playing a card that I like super, super hyped at the beginning of Pioneer, which was Aspect of the Hydra. Yeah. Um, that card, man, is so frightening. It is super scary. <laughs> You're just dead out of nowhere. You just like, suddenly it's just like plus eight on some random land or else you didn't block and you're just like, <laughs> I'm at nine. I, next game. But, uh. Yeah, just pump, pump a bunch of mana into Primal Might. You got Pelt Collector, Avatar of the Resolute. Does that work how I want it to? No. In what way? If I no. play Pelt Collector into Avatar, will it get a counter? Um, no. No. But I guess Yorvo, Scoos, and Barkhide Troll get enough counters. Yeah. Because the problem is Pelt Collector doesn't have a counter, right? To tr- trigger the for the Avatar to resolve. Right, right. Avatar enters with a counter. Yeah. 
if Avatar said when it enters the battlefield, put a one-one counter on it for each creature you control the counter, that would work the way I wanted to. Correct. Yeah. Still, it's a three-two reach trample. Yeah. Uh, only two Garrick's Harbinger. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not super high on that card. Um, it's really but, hard you know, to give it trample. What's up? It's really hard to give it trample. Yeah, that's true. Only got one uh, Ronus in there. We are only playing one Ronus. That's a good point. Um, though, like, Garrick's Harbinger on turn two, and then you, like, primal might your opponent's, like, whatever out of the way, mm-hmm. is dumb. I just feel so behind when that happens. Yeah, that makes sense. That happens in Limited. <laughs> That's a good pickup. Chris, you got any you got any decks you're looking at, buddy? Um, I am looking at... There's, they're not really exciting, but I'm just kind of interested in some of these just, again, ultra-greed decks where here's Bant Control, uh, again... Oh, by, by your boy Canister. Uh-huh, yep, 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 yep. Uh, which I think was interesting, uh, a blue-red spells deck, another is-it-in-soul deck. So the thing is, like, I'm not seeing a ton of innovation just yet, um, mm-hmm. so I don't think it's worth just, again, breaking down an entire uh, deck for stuff that we've already seen, but there's yeah. stuff that I'm seeing that's still out here, right, that I'm just excited to see again. Uh, and Going back to the 820 on that same, just coming back, mm-hmm. uh, Baku91 played that Azorius artifact deck we saw a little bit of during Luris. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, so that's cool. a deck that came back a bit. Yeah, yeah. Somebody found it and and hit the right matchups and and played it up. Hmm. Excuse me. So yeah, and like I said, I think there's some good stuff happening. I'm liking some of the diversities, the diversity of decks that I'm seeing, but nothing uh, super innovative right now. Again, the most innovation I've seen is the is the new take on the sack deck. So mm-hmm. yeah. I so I don't know. I mean, what do you guys think? Do you guys think Pioneer's in a good place right now? Pioneer looks to be in a great place. Oh yeah, I think so for sure. I, I think we're at like we we've we've hit that point of like I feel like there's a very clear and established acceptable power level because everything feels strong with someone interactable. Um like Uro is loosely kind of a problem, right? Um, but I, I don't like think it's as, as oppressive as I was worried about. That's the problem to me, it's Forest. It's Forest? Well, like, I mean, if you look at the top, like, eight decks, right, like, they're all green. Like, or at least the top four decks are all green. Sure. And if you extend your view to, like, the top 12 decks, then we add two more green decks, so, like, half the top decks are all green? Yeah. It's really, like, the most prevalent color. I guess, like, it's not really fair because Nivdalite is all colors, but, like, I feel like Nivdalite's the most green. Of course, mono green's the most green, but um, yeah, I would say Jund is like the least green. I don't know. Jund is the most green too. It plays four Elvish Mystic, or sorry, four mix of Elvish Mystic, Lanoral, four Goose. You know, but I don't think it's doing like crazy green things. It's not like doing like mono company. green or like it's not playing like Growth Spiral or or you or Uro, right? Uh, I feel like Oro, Growth Spiral, Lanoral all together. Like, I mean, it's definitely fine. It's not a problem at all. I just do think that like. Green is very clearly the best color in Magic right now. Man, what a weird game, right? Mm-hmm. I know. The it's it's I hate green. I like never want to play green. Greens were the hardest, Ricky. No, green is just boring. It's just like cool. I have more mana, and then that beats me every time, and that's upsetting. But you know, that's a whole different, uh, you know. Ohana means green, and green <laughs> means turn two five fives. I know. <laughs> Okay, that was good. You got a strong chuckle out of me on that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You know, I, like I said, I think it's in a good place. You know, I think there are cards that I'm just annoyed by. That I'm, not, I'm just like, okay, whatever, right? Like, there's, you're gonna, you need to have bad matchups. Right. Yeah, everybody's um, got that and, deck that don't. And, and like, I think, know? like, obviously, Teferi and Uro, we are cards we're worried about, but clearly aren't like. There's balance to them, which which is good. 
you know, which is why like I, I sort of wanted them on like a watch list more than like a ban. Um, and we'll see. I, I I still feel like a year, two years from now, Uro's probably be banned in like every format. It's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. Uh, are we ready to to revisit a Does It Slap? Let's revisit uh, Does It Slap Remix. Does It Slap uh, Part 2. Wait, Chris, please don't ASMR this time. Slap hard or die. Okay, thank you for that awkward summoning of the theme song. That was really. I think, I, think, I think the ASMR summon was what ruined last week's recording. You know that was great. I don't want to hear it. Do I know it was great? I couldn't hear it. I actually am very happy to revisit this deck because I think okay. I talked way too much last time. No, it was great. You, it was great. I like. I, I, it's a deck you obviously cared about and had a lot with, so I was uh, happy to hear your your thoughts on the deck. So, Ricky, why don't you, since you, you've obviously volunteered again, why don't you break down the deck once more? All right. This is Blue White Godfrey's Gift by Fast Grim Gaming. Uh, it might be something else in the Discord, but that's the name here it's on the. Just, I think it's just fast. I think it's just fast grim in the Discord. Fast grim, very cool. Um, so this is a deck that wants to get uh, arena uh, limited staple Godfaro's Gift into play um, as fast as possible. Uh, it's a seven mana artifact that exiles a creature every combat uh, and makes a four four haste copy of it. That's a token and a zombie. And so we have refurbished to cheat it out of our yard for four mana. And we also have, uh, not in this list yet, uh, but we do in fact have uh, Gates to the Afterlife, which will pull it out of our deck or graveyard uh, if we have seven creatures in our yard. So that's the basic of the deck, basis of the deck. Um, so we're playing a lot of cards that creatures that mill us and mill other creatures into the deck or into the yard so we can bring them all back with God Pharaoh's Gift. And of course, the top target being Angel of Invention. A 5-mana 2-1 with Fabricate 2, Flying, Vigilance, and Lifelink that Anthem's our team. So when it comes back as a 4-4, we can either make it a 6-6 or make it a 4-4 that brings two 2-2 two, two servos with it. So very, very powerful off of Godfaro's Gift to get Angel of Invention. And with Haste. So. And with Haste. And with Haste, yep. So I liked where a lot of stuff was going with this deck. I like Reflector Mage. Reflector Mage is great. Uh, mm-hmm. ETB that we can abuse. I like the idea of Adorned Pouncer, but I think that the ground gets gummed up, and honestly, a 4-4 Double Striker gets a little probably outclassed. Right. By by a 6-6 Titan. By just mm-hmm. anything really fast in this format. Um, it's not as exciting of things that we could be pulling back, and it doesn't help us achieve getting Godfrey's Gift into play. Merfolk Secret Keeper, of course, mills us a bunch. So I think that the Adorned Pouncers should become deputies, or sorry, Ministers of Impediments. Oh, that's an interesting pick. Okay. Uh, it's a card I used to play. I mean, we could also play Stitcher Supplier if we want to add black. I'm down to add black just because we hit Thoughtseize as well. Sure, sure, sure. Thoughtseize and some removal And like removal out of the board because I'm not super sold on getting the trials either without Inverter around. Right. Um,. Minister of Impediments or Stitcher Supplier. If we go Stitcher Supplier, we get to add in Hostage Taker also, which is a very good card. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Champion of Wits is great. It draws us two cards, discards us two cards, and then when we bring it it back, it draws us four cards and discards two cards, and sometimes more. Um, If you have an Angel in play, 
Champion of Wits will come back as a 5-5, five, five, so we get to draw five cards and discard two. Mm, uh, just hot. remember that it always uh, it always draws you cards equal to its power. Mm-hmm. And if somebody uh, uh, minuses it with a Grasp of Darkness, for some reason they're playing that card, um, in response to the trigger, I believe you don't have to draw the cards and discard the cards. Or does it check last known? There was a weird ruling with this, I, I was pretty sure. I have oh, to go back, sure. but it yeah. checks. It checks last known. Yeah, so that because I believe somebody tried to do this. They tried to uh, moment a feed or something. My champion of wits, and mm-hmm. then told me I had to discard two cards without drawing any. And that's not not true. That is not true. Well, it's, right. it's a it's a may right. Right. So by the time your guy dies, you you could say, "Well, I don't want to draw the cards. Now. I don't want right. to draw the cards." Um, I like strategic planning and chart, of course, but. They might be too spell-heavy for us. We need to put a lot of creatures in our yard, and we also need to make room for our gates to the afterlife. Yeah, I was going to say, are we playing gates in this now? We're playing gates, um, which we can cut down on our Godfair's Gifts. If we have tutors for Godfair's Gifts, we don't need to play all four. Play, like, what, like two? Play two and three gates. Sure, I'm down. Um, four refurbished is still fine. Um, I was also playing Cataclysmic Gear Hulk in my build, because it was a good refurbished target sometimes. It just sort of, like evened out the board for you. Sure. Uh, for people who don't know, Cataclysmic Gear Hulk is a 5-drop 4-5 with Vigilance, and when it comes into play, it Tragic Arrogance is the board. Armageddon's for the Paper Boomers. It does not Armageddon. It's almost Armageddon. Ar- it, it doesn't destroy any lands. That's what I'm saying. It's almost Armageddon. Okay. It's Fairgeddon. Fairgeddon. Everybody is sacked to a 1 Artifact, 1 Creature, 1 Planeswalker, and 1 uh, Enchantment. Look, Bruce Willis would have survived Cataclysmic Gear Hulk. Right, of course. Bruce Willis. Why, 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 why does he... I don't want to miss a thing. Okay. That's not the same person. What? That's he was that's Aerosmith. Oh, Bruce Willis is in Armageddon. Bruce Willis is in Armageddon. Aerosmith, He's dead. Aerosmith sings the song in Armageddon. Right, because yes. his daughter is also in that movie. Yes. Steve Aerosmith. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but I don't think deputy detention is what we want. I think we want another reflector mage for sure. Okay. So all in all, I would add black. Let's bring in some hostage taker. Let's bring in some stitcher supplier. Um, let's get rid of adorned pouncer and deputy detention and the Gideons. And then let's cut chart and strategic planning to bring in our gates and... Godfair's Gift and a Cataclysmic Gear Hulk somewhere. And I was also playing, uh, they're not good with Refurbish, but uh, I was playing Ballista, but we could play Hangerback Walker. We can't play Ballista anymore. Right. Hangerback Walker is still just a fine card to pull back as a 4-4. It can still charge itself up to bigger. Um, sure. Also, you can cast it for zero when you have a Gates out. It will cause it to die and you will get to gain a life and loot. Which is important. So those are my thoughts. Also, Search for Escanta. Once again, we're trying to maximize our creatures in the yard, so I would not play Search for Escanta. Anybody else got thoughts? Uh, no, because I feel like you just sort of encapsulate everything we said last time. Uh, yeah, yeah I'm, def- I'm definitely with you on... I don't think Adorn Pouncer does enough. I believe the Gideon of the Trials is a holdover from this deck was submitted in when Inverter was still around. Yeah. Um, and I'm definitely in on adding Stitcher, adding some Gates of the Afterlife... Uh, generally just sort of having more creatures to do the work instead of our spells 
so we have more more fuel for the God Pharaoh's gift once we get it back. Um, I think you pretty much encapsulated everything I wanted to do. Uh, adding the black for Stitcher Supplier, uh, some removal and stuff in the and some good stuff in the board. I think is sort of where you want to take this. Yeah, seems about uh, right. Uh, Any rats we want to play? Uh, we're playing Cataclysmic in our mm-hmm. in the. Sounds good. In, I was played it as a one. Yeah, and they're, they're and they're playing like they're playing three Shatter in the sideboard. Uh, but because this is Pioneer, we could just play the uh, Spring Verdict in the board instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could. But maybe we have the four power guy. And we want to draw a card. We do make a lot of four powered guys. I guess. There's also Narsets in the board that combos with Shatter. Yeah. Like that, I have like lowered my standards on what a combo is. <laughs> Literally, your opponent did not get to draw a free card from your wrath combo. I it's a combo. I mean, you know, it's a combo combo deku. Combo deku. Anyways, um, that's what I have to say yeah, about I mean, this I, deck. Yeah, I, I'm sold. Chris, you got any other thoughts on this? No, like I said, I think you guys encapsulated. We, we kind of had some uh, raw reactions last week, but this is probably going to be one of the cleaner. Uh, does it slaps that we've done because we've already talked about it. We know what we're talking about going into it. So it may be a little less exciting, but I think that the feedback is way more honed because again, we've already gone through a 20 minute segment, really talking about this deck and really refining, which is what I think the deck deserves given that uh, this, you know, has been hanging around for a while. So uh, I think it's a deck that we all really like and want to see, want to see it happen. So are you still ready to fumble our attempts to come up with ratings? I don't even remember what I did last There you time. go. All right. Uh, uh, Ricky, get us a rating. Um, I rate this deck a four out of four, which is the power and toughness of every creature that we buy back with our Godfarer's gift. I'm going to give this deck a three out of the four Reflector Mages we're going to bump up to. Uh, I am going to give this deck a four out of four, which is the number of legs the horse on Refurbish has and its mana cost. There we go. That's a stretch for you. That was a good stretch. I like that one. All right, guys. Uh, So next week, so exciting news. On September 1st, we are going to get our first real glimpse at Zendikar outside of the leaks we sort of already had, which means we're going to see what happens with podcast recording. Usually, like, we always record on Monday. I don't know if we're just going to push back recording or if we're just going to record normally and just add uh, a short episode and then addendum on, like, a 10, 20-minute talk of – Zendikar spoilers. We'll, we'll see sort of what gets revealed. Um, I do want to talk Zendikar spoilers, obviously, when that comes out. So I'm sure we'll we'll figure it out. Probably we'll just record the, most of the episode like normal. Um, and then we'll just do a quick like 10, 15 minute add on to kind of what comes out for Zendikar up to the point where we record that. So we're definitely looking forward to that. Uh, next Saturday, a reminder on Saturday, September the 5th is our next webcam event. So make sure you sign up for that. Uh, this Saturday is going to be our next X Mage sort of freebie event. People to test out decks and just have some general fun in a more uh, constructed manner if they can't go out to their local game store. Um, currently, that day that day could change, but at least for this week, we're still going to stay on Saturday. Uh, I'll probably put out a poll to sort of see what day or time of the week it works for people because X Mage runs so smoothly. Um, I can kind of run them anytime from my phone. Uh, but just if they're during the day, I can't step in and arbitrate a whole lot. So they're probably going to stay evenings, but we'll we'll go through and just see sort of what day works for more people on the Discord, I guess. Uh, do you guys have anything you want to wrap up with before we send out to the Twitter accounts? No, I'm I'm excited to get our uh, our card and oh, yeah. uh, share it with the I, people. 
I hope we get a card. I hope it's Demir. I hope it's Inverter of Truth. Yeah, and I guess if we don't get a card, then at the very least we'll be playing in the preview event, right? So yes, we. I have confirmed that we will be in the preview event, uh, and hopefully we we can uh, we can get together all three of us in the same room uh, and play some Zendikar all together. That's gonna be super exciting, Um, and hopefully at the very least, I want to. I'm gonna push for us to get a preview card for Pioneer Masters. There we go, Pioneer Masters. We definitely want to be in on that. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So and then, like I said, probably the next few weeks when Zendikar spoilers wrap up, and we've got our that format sort of tucked away and got figured out what's going on. We'll probably do an episode or two on just uh, prepping for Pioneer Masters, sort of what cards to think about crafting. If you haven't already done so for Historic, I know I've already started going through and I've crafted some Euros. I've got my thought seizes. I'm starting to sort of start dr- picking up my drafting off. I'm playing a lot more arena off camera than I have been recently. And just prep of grinding out wild cards, uh, which please, you know, if you're not going to give me a dust system, at least get, let me give you like $10 a month or something for wild cards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> please, um, I beg you. Yeah, like like really like, you know, at the very least, let me buy wild cards. I get like, hey, you know what? Cap them so it doesn't ruin the entire game economy for you guys. But like, let me buy at least some. No, not a Legend lot. Of, Legends of Runeterra does. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I do like that they limited them in, in Runeterra. No, that's fine. Like, you know, I, I like it. You know, obviously you don't want people just to be able to buy 100% of everything, right? Because uh, obviously that's um, not a good business strategy, right. question mark. Um, but, you know, I, I do like be able to buy some amount at least a month or weekly just to sort of help me boost my, my playing along. Right. And really, if you think about it, me buying five wild cards – is uh, less value than uh, me going infinite in drafts for them. Mm-hmm. Is that more? No. Well, I mean, think about it, right? Like, if I spend five, $10 for a draft entry versus $10 for, uh, like, some wild cards, how many drafts can I make that $10 last? That's less money going back into their system than me just buying some wild cards. Hmm. I like this. I like this idea. Thank you. All right, so uh, you can find me over at the official Twitter account at Crew3Podcast. You can find Chris over at... It's underscore Christmas with no T. And you can find Ricky at... At also Steve. All right, and we'll be, of course, streaming out throughout the week. we got the webcam event and the weeklies going on. Uh, have some fun. Go play some Pioneer. Don't be rude in any game chat. And you all have a good week. We'll talk to you guys next time. Awesome. Bye. 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 Bye.